Hey guys, welcome back to Blank with Friends. I'm Jordan. I'm Mike. And this week we had Barbara Essien on the podcast. Barbara's a great friend of mine and a certified scrum master in LA. We talked about personalities and personality tests. She's used those tests to work efficiently as possible with people around her at work. Y'all really gonna like this episode. Uh, let us know what you think. Shoot us some feedback, um, maybe a message, a like, a comment. If this was on YouTube, I'd tell you to subscribe, but it's not. But hit us up on Instagram. Shoot us a DM. Enjoy. Classical music is, classical. is dope. I, I I used to listen to a lot of classical music because you used to call me as a kid. So I was a I was an angry baby, if you will. Like a, yeah, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Like um, I had feisty or angry. <laughs> angry. So I had uh, a little bit both. I I was one of those kids <laughs> yes. that I started anger management in the third grade. Did yeah. you really? Yeah. Dang. Mm-hmm. So you just naturally had this. <laughs> yeah, and my my mom used to be like, oh. Um, it's because you, you're my only child that I gave birth to at night. So she had like this African superstition, like, it's okay. Like, there's a reason why you're angry, you know? It's oh, wow, yeah. It's because you were born at night. You were born at like 10 and your siblings were born at like 2 in the afternoon. The sunshine babies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just happy one. and like <laughs> quiet. And I was, I was the cry baby. I was like, I was a crier. And um, I was a daddy's girl from the get-go. Really? Mm-hmm. I didn't oh, even so like cool. my mom in the beginning. Yeah. And she was the one that gave me milk, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I hate you, but I need you to yeah, live. <laughs> yeah, you like, think that was, like, naturally in you, or you, there was something that you did? That... I, I think it was, I think it was, I don't know what it was. My mom is not sure. But, um, yes, when I was a baby, I would cry if my dad wasn't in my, like, vision. If I didn't, if I didn't see my dad, it was a problem, so I'm crying. I'm going to oh. cry until I, I pass out or you bring him to me. Yeah. And, um... It got so bad that my dad went from working regular like nine to five to the graveyard shift so that while I was awake, he was around. Holy crap. And to this very no day, way. he still works the graveyard shift. Oh, how dare you? <laughs> Yo, my <laughs> so my mom, at first my mom had an issue with that. She had an issue with me. And, oh, I and believe that because like, you like almost took him away. Yeah, so she was like, senses. she would she would be like, I couldn't sleep with my own husband. Like, you know, she, he's at oh, work while I'm in bed. Yeah. So then she started working the graveyard shift. So oh, they, so they, they could have so now they both. <laughs> so now so they, you, yeah. Yeah. Do they know you're? you're so they just you're, left you're you guys living there. <laughs> yeah. Why are they still doing this? So. So they just left the kids at home at night. They put yeah. them to bed and they just left the house. Yes, yeah. yeah. so we would be knocked out not knowing like our, both our parents would be gone. Um, really? Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, I, I, I have a, I have, a, I have an older, older brother. He's six years older, so he was kind of like a babysitter when he was okay. around. Mm-hmm. But um, where did you guys grow up? Where is this? I'm from Berkeley. Okay. Yeah. The Bay. Yep. Born in Oakland, raised in Berkeley. Berkeley bred. But yeah, like, um, yeah, she, I mean, she, she, we don't have any issues now, but she used to be like, you're just my angry baby. Blah, blah, blah. But I don't know who first introduced me to classical music or how I came across it, but someone learned that if they played classical music, I calmed down. <laughs> like, just, really? yeah, I calmed down. Wow. Yeah, it was something about it. And so um, when in the fourth grade in Berkeley Unified School District, you could pick up an instrument to play within the school. Uh-huh. And so while my siblings picked up wind instruments, I picked up strings because I wanted to be an orchestra. I loved classical music that much. And I can pick out, you know, cellos, violas, violins. Like I can, I have an ear for all of that. Yeah. Dang, that's um, so cool. Yeah. yeah. So I've Dang. been, I've been. And you said you played the violin. I played, I played the violin and um, although I played it to the point of 
being in an orchestra. So while I was in middle school, I was playing for a high school orchestra. Mm. Okay, <laughs> just but a little subtle flex. I'm gonna right tell there. you something. <laughs> I, I'm gonna light, tell you something. I definitely flex. Nick Cannon it my the whole time. You know, drumlined it. I didn't. I could not read music. Really? It was all memory. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's, I, I got I, caught one time. <laughs> oh, I, I respect oh, no. that. Yeah. That's cool, though. Yeah. I, could, I, I didn't know how to read music. I just, it was just um, listening, muscle memory, and that was it. Wow. By ear. So By ear. But, you heard, you mm-hmm. could just find it. Yeah. Right? And, but the thing is, it doesn't, it's not effective the older you get. And if you really want to be in an orchestra, yeah. you play it out. Mm-hmm. Like, you you got to know it. Yeah. You got to know mm-hmm. how to read music because, um, <clears throat> They'll, they could throw something new at you that you've never heard before, or spot. you'll be part of an, an, mm-hmm. um, a quartet and they want to compose something and you're like, mm, I don't know how these notes are supposed to look, mm-hmm. but I want it to sound like this, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, but check this out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, right on. So. Damn, that's crazy. So, Barb, how's life now? I know, okay, for those of, the, uh, of you who don't know, Barb is a longtime friend of mine. Uh, when did I meet you? Like 2015, I want to say? Either two, 2015 or 2016. Maybe it's 2015. Yeah, yeah. We met when I started my current job. Are you, you do the same? You have the same role at the company, or had the same role? I've been through a lot of roles, but a lot of hats. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of hats, <laughs> lot but of hats. I, but I did one of the hats I wore at the company Mike is still at. I I wear it now. One okay. of the hats. So like it's a like, fedora or something. <laughs> I would say this one's a beanie. This one's a beanie, beanie with a little, with a little <laughs> fuzzy ball on the top. <laughs> it's a beanie. Uh, yeah, it just feels good. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yeah, me and Bob go back. Um, I uh, I've known her since around like 2015. Um, <clears throat> we were uh, in the same company. Apart from that, we're really, really good friends, and we still keep in touch. She's no longer working with me. She's no longer with us. She's no longer with us. Rest in peace. This is, yeah. this is the spirit of Barb. Yeah. Uh, Barb, I know where you're at, but where are you at right now, location-wise? Location? I am in Venice, um, Venice California. Beach. Venice Beach, right by the canals, yeah. You like yeah. Venice? I, I enjoy Venice a lot because um, I grew up in Berkeley, so I, I always um like, where's the next hippie town? Right. Okay. So when I um, I used to live in San Diego, and in San Diego I lived in Ocean Beach. When I first moved to San Diego, I asked around, "What's what's San Diego's hippie town?" And yeah. I got I got two responses. I got Ocean <coughs> Beach and North Park, but Ocean yeah, Beach North was, Park's pretty trendy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Ocean Beach was you know by the beach, so <laughs> be, yeah. I went, I went there. And so when I moved to LA, I couldn't go straight to the beach. I I used to live in East LA, and then when I got the opportunity to move again, I asked around where's um, LA's hippie town, and I got it, everyone uh, always said Venice. Yeah, Venice, so, Venice, Venice. So. I think I've only been there once. Yeah, I haven't really explored much of like the canals area because that looks cool. Man, like, does it? Let me tell you, I don't, it's, I don't it's know like, what it looks like. It's literally like Venice, like yeah, Italy. That's like, why it's called Venice. Like just water. Oh. going through. Oh areas. yeah, duh. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't think about yeah. that. Yeah, I, I I only found I out about that, that after the canals. Fact. Oh yeah. really? Yeah. After you moved? No, no, no. Like <laughs> after I I knew I wanted to go to Venice, then I had a friend who was like, um, "Have you ever been to the Venice Canal?" So I I was like getting ready to move to Venice by the beach somewhere. Yeah. She mentioned the canals. I'm like, what? Yeah. Because she was like, you didn't know that's why they call it Venice? Because there are literally canals that, you know, are yeah. similar to the ones in Venice, Italy. Damn, that's what's up. <clears throat> that's yeah. right. What do you do out there? Um, so I am a certified scrum master. Scrum? Scrum. I don't know what that means. Break it down. <laughs> <laughs> um, scrum is a rugby term. So Rugby? Yeah. So people who have heard the word scrum before may have heard it um, 
you know, via the sport. Is that when they all are like, they're all bundled in together? Like when they're all like huddled up and they're moving yeah. around when the, like it starts, yep. like the kickoff kind of thing? Yeah. Okay. So. The scrum. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I so, do know that word then. So it comes from that idea where the team huddles up to move the ball to the goal. Mm-hmm. So I'm a scrum master and I ensure that the team gets together to move the product from concept to shelf. Mm-hmm together so it's and and um scrum began in the technology industry and so we have a method called waterfall where waterfall you're passing the product to the next say department so it starts with maybe design Mm -hmm. then it goes to development then it goes to qa and then it goes to whatever um you know you use for delivery so it's just this handoff of the the product right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but we don't want to do that in scrum we want all of those departments to come together to move the product from one place to the next Mm-hmm. And there is no Rather handoff. Than like a passing it along. Yeah. Like no let's all just be on the same. Yes, because like... because with the the passing of the product, there is the blame game. Yeah, absolutely. If we, if we get to the point of trying to deliver and something breaks, and you know, I try to figure out well who was at fault. If I point at design who started it, no, we designed it to a T. It's not us. Talk to the developers. They they have the code. And I go to the developers, you know, did y'all break this? We coded everything to convention to, you know, how we're Mm -hmm. supposed to do it. It must be the testers. They didn't do it right. Mm -hmm. Go to the Mm -hmm. testers and look. Look, we tested all the use cases. It's like, like, you know, oh my it's God. like you're no just, one did it. Yeah. Huh? It's like a witch hunt. But when everyone touched it at the same time from where, where it began to where it finished, it's just like, let's come together and figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it probably creates a like a higher quality product in general yeah. because you're all in the same place and you all have the same objectives, the yeah. same goals when you're sitting down in that room. Well, the thing is that it allows the product to be delivered um, uh, much faster the components of the product because yeah. they're again it's if something goes wrong i don't have to search where right. it went wrong it's just right. like all right let's <laughs> let's come together and figure a- it as out everyone's fault. yeah you're like a manager yeah. of sorts in that like you're not really <laughs> doing anything to the product you're more of overseeing the just the people who are doing yeah it. Okay. so so th- the idea is i am a project manager for agile teams Okay. Yeah, the difference between a scrum master and a project manager is a project manager pretty much micromanages. I don't. Yes. I'm I'm I am the observer, mm-hmm. right? I observe how the team is working mm-hmm. because at some point the team gets together and we talk about how we did mm-hmm. in a in a certain time frame. Yeah. And so um, I observe, I take notes, and again, um, I make sure the product goes from concept to shelf, but the the catch is it's in the most efficient way possible. I can't just say, oh, yeah, we started on July 9th and here you are with your deliverable on December 12th because we did whatever we wanted between that time. No, you we started July 9th and you got what you needed August 9th, right, yeah. because we did so efficiently. Mm-hmm. So that's my responsibility <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, as, as Scrum Master. So there, there are three main roles of a Scrum team. So the Scrum Master, like myself, responsible for efficiency. Mm-hmm. Um, the engineers, developers, they're responsible for quality, you know, like quality code, quality product. Mm-hmm. And there is um, another role called the product owner. They, they can kind of see more like a project manager, but what they do is they, they own the vision. They understand the value. They know what the stakeholders, the users um, want, right? So all the three roles work together, me with efficiency, the developers with um, quality, and the product owner Mm -hmm, with mm -hmm. value. Mm -hmm. 
mm. you know, because it's separation of concerns. I can't I can't pay attention to will this, you know, button that opens up this modal be um, very effective for our users. Do they like that? Or, you know, what's the what's the MVP for it and, mm -hmm. and how much money is, co is coming in if we provide it? I, I can't look into that. We have someone who does that. That's a product owner. He owns mm -hmm. the vision. Mm -hmm. You know, same thing. I can't code and still make sure that everything else is moving smoothly because I need that overhead. I need the mm -hmm. bird's eye view of how yeah. the team is working together mm -hmm. um, to do so. Mm -hmm. And and so, yeah, it's a. Uh, it's, it's actually quite a task. I, I think sometimes people either wonder what I do or wonder why I do it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Wonder what I do because it's like, how, what does one do to ensure that the process is efficient? But then also um, the why is, why do you do this? Because being a scrum master is insane work. It's insane. Like I can't, <laughs> I can't even begin to tell you. Yeah. Well, I think just managing people in that regard of like just trying to make something efficient is hard. Yeah. Like you're trying to put so many different pieces like in the right like spot and just. I mean, I feel like I, in some sense, am in like a similar kind of management like, mindset, in your like managing classroom. because I don't like to micromanage. I don't like to. I like to run my classroom in a way where it's like, how can we do this the most efficient way? Mm -hmm. But that involves a lot of like, like herding cats. Yes. Kind of thing. Yes. Like you're like, okay, oh no, bring gosh. it back in. No, okay. Oh, no, whoa, 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 yes. whoa. Like just like this constant like reorganization of just like and keeping and gripping attention and then and then sending people off to do one mm -hmm. task and then just kind of pulling up different people back in. And there's a huge like, it's, I don't even know how to describe it, but it's, it's trying to monitor this huge group yeah. of people, diverse mm -hmm. needs, diverse like energies, diverse work ethics. It's just, I, I totally get what you're saying. I'm that's, sure it's different, but it's, I, I understand. Yeah. That's wild, Jordan. Uh, I got a little taste of that because I just started my first week of high school leadership. So I'm a leader for some sophomores. It's like a group of maybe 10 or 11 sophomores, all, all uh, guys, right? And I'm like, wow, so much management for these kids, you know? I'm like, can't imagine what Jordan deals with on a daily basis with his classrooms, you know? Just going, next period, next period, next period. You really have to herd them. Like, okay, come on, get back on, you know, task. Come on, come and on, And I love for them to have a good time. And it's I, something that I think I do well about my job is that, <clears throat> excuse me, I, like, verbalize my thought process to them as far as certain things. So there's this group of kids. I don't have a seating chart right now. First couple weeks of school, like they just come in and sit down. And they're, that's fine. Um, but there was this group of kids that just kept every time I would even like turn my back to write a note on the board or anything like that, they would just like start. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I looked at them. I said, guys, I need you to understand. This is why teachers make seating charts. Mm -hmm. Do you guys want a seating chart on Monday? Because I can make my job easier if I break this up and they were kind of like, Oh, I like, I like to like tell people like what like different strategies of things are. It's like, and make them understand. Mm -hmm. And they, they were quiet the rest of the period. That's mm -hmm. how I'm I was successful. Like, how... If you give them the why they, yeah. they can be like, I can side with that. Yeah. I yeah. can, I can run with that. Yeah. I think to some point you're giving them that because you trust them with that information. Yeah. And you're like, I trust you to understand what I mean. Yeah. Well, I and don't you're think treating people... them yeah, sorry. as a, as a, I, I think in that regard as an adult, Right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's like I trust you with this why, and I'm going to tell you why. Mm -hmm. You know, because I'm thinking about this. You need to think about it. You're an adult. I'm going to treat you like that. Yeah, there. It's just. I mean, I think people like to be respected in that regard. Yes, mm -hmm. because that's even the communication piece of that is I I respect you and I hope that you can handle 
this responsibility that I'm giving you, but if you can't handle it, then by all means, I'll take that responsibility back on myself and restructure the way we're doing this. Mm-hmm. But I'd rather not do that. Yeah. So smart. He's like, oh, I can make my job way easier. Mm-hmm. I can make you guys line up when you <laughs> when you come into this classroom. You know, yeah. you, I could. And I think. And again, it's communicating that piece to them though, to where they're like, oh, we're being trusted with this to handle it ourselves. Right. Um, and I think communicating that is really important. It's I, I'm effective by trusting the teams. Um, but the way I trust them is by giving them the why and then understanding how they um, take that why in. Mm-hmm. Because again, one of the challenges of, of, you know, being a scrum master, just working with a group of people, like you mentioned, is the team dynamics, the different personalities there are. Um, and being able to read a room when you walk in and yep. how to how to like, you know, encourage um, the team to like, OK, this is this is a process we're going to work together and put in place so that we can give the, the people what they want. Yeah. Right. And so um, to do so, I have to trust them. But I um, I say I can trust you guys so long as you're transparent. Right. Be honest. Be open. Share with me your thoughts. Give me your feedback. That's how I thrive. Um, because the best, one of the best ways, again, to be agile, meaning to adapt to change quickly, yeah. is this idea of being self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, I can't make myself available all the time and step in, right? So I'm going to give you this why. You're going to understand it and, and, and be encouraged to continue to move forward with it. And I can let you work without you know, me hovering over you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. This, is, this is how we, we get the product moving um, to the customer's hands uh, faster. So it's, it's quite a challenge because not everyone um, trusts one another, yeah. right? So at all times, I am either a teacher, so I'm teaching um, the teams how to perform Scrum, or I am a coach slash mentor, Mm-hmm. I'm coaching the teams like, okay, um, this is why we do the retros this way. And, and when we inspect the previous two weeks, what can we take from it to make the next two weeks better? Mm-hmm. Um, so on and so forth. Or I'm an advisor where if I have a self-sufficient team, they only tap me on the shoulder for reminders or like, what would you do if, you know, I like to be able to step back and just see the, see the wheels turning, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it's, it's really nice. do the same thing. Yeah. It's interesting hearing you describe this. Cause I'm like, that's what I do too. Yeah. But yeah. With teenagers. <laughs> it's very it's different but it's the same mindset and you know what i was going to say is i think even you walking in and a good quality of someone who does that which i think i kind of have in some regard is like a, an energy that when you come into a place like you can grab people yeah and you can make sure that like okay we're gonna get this done and all of a sudden everyone's like oh yeah and even when you walked in it was like okay there's a good energy when you walked <laughs> yeah. in the door like you had like just the attention of the well, people she had starbucks in, the, in her hand and i was like it's like, yo. good energy right <laughs> It's good I'm to like, see you, Barbara. Good morning. <laughs> but like, I think it does take a certain type of like person to be able to do that and to hold people's attention. Who you are trying to coach and to teach, because if you're just like, okay, so today we're <laughs> oh, going to uh, get together. I've had so many professors like that, and you're just like, you're in the wrong path. Yeah, like, this yeah. Isn't yeah. It. You, know I, you should be a librarian. You know what's interesting that you make the comparison because. I always thought to myself, I, I really enjoy writing. I love English. And I remember thinking to myself, okay, what would I do with an English degree? And most people end up being teachers. And I'm like, oh, I, I don't think I can teach because kids, I don't know if I have the patience, you know. Um, and it's very different when I think about teaching, coaching, and mentoring adults. 
plenty of adults who are older than me mm. and still find it within themselves to listen and respect what I have to say. Mm. Is there's so many layers, not only am I younger than a lot of the engineers and product owners and, and managers at my company, I am female and I am black. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. So I really got to stand ground and, mm-hmm. and I have to make sure I exude an energy to capture folks because otherwise they don't have to think twice about me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Interesting. I, I honestly think it's much easier to coach, teach, like train young people. Yeah. Because they're more, they're less like set in their ways. Dude, I can't, it's yeah. always so hard when I realize, oh, you you're going to have a hard time unlearning <laughs> yeah. what you've been doing mm-hmm. because, because people are stubborn. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And that saying really is true. You can't teach a dog new tricks. I was with my, my high school boys this last Wednesday and, um, they were talking about some things that were pretty personal. Um, and I was, and I was like, guys, you guys are free to try anything you want, but not everything's good for you. And they're like, wait, what? <laughs> what you're telling me not to do this or you're telling me I can't do this, but like I should think twice about it. It was like this new concept. Yeah. So it's like, it is much easier to teach younger people, I think, because they don't know as much. So you can kind of shape them, not how you want, but just show them new ideas and new pathways. I mean, wait, what? Like us, like the three of us, if I tried to get you to do something a different way that you had been doing, like you're not as trusting of me because you're like, no, we're on the same page. Or even like you're saying, like there's a level of respect Mm -hmm. that people aren't giving you. Just because of, you know, your ethnicity, your age, yeah. your gender, like different things like that. Where it's like, if I walk into a classroom, these kids, all of them are just like, Whoa. yeah, it's like, tell me what to do. Right. You know, it's almost like this. It's, you have to manage that the right way because mm-hmm. there's some bad teachers because you're in the room and you just don't. You get that at first because kids initially will respect you when you walk in. But then they're going to test it and they're going to see <clears throat> excuse me, how far they can go and how much they can get away with. Yep. But it's a very different dynamic to you where it's like you have to earn that respect mm-hmm. in the front. Where with like a teacher, I feel like you get it initially a little bit. And it's how am I going to. Yeah. I, mean, I guess that is what I people, definitely though. was one of those kids that tested teachers <laughs> just to keep it real. Like I, oh, I, I can you and I, I, both. I can relate. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's. I li- I enjoyed the challenge yeah. of of you know what my job puts in front of me, so mm-hmm. I can happily walk in and just um, make sure I n- I never approach a situation without having my whys on deck. Yeah, you know like oh you know we we ran into this issue and I really don't like how this developer did this and I don't know the code is so you know crappy or whatever else and I'm like all right let's take a step back. Oh, I ask them why. And they give me their why. Okay, if their why doesn't match my why, I, give, we, I share mine, and then we come to an agreement, mm-hmm. come to a middle ground. Um, one of the biggest things about my job and what I do or what I choose to do is um, it's effective when I get the team to admit to what I've already observed. So mind yeah, you, I'm a, I've, I've done all this hmm. observation throughout the two-week sprints that we have, and then I take my notes and we go into a retrospective where we look at the past two weeks and we analyze it to say, okay, we're going to take these things to make the next two weeks better, or we're going to stop doing these things that were hurtful to us during the, the previous two to make, again, the next sprint better. But I can't just go into a retro um, meeting and say, okay, throughout the two weeks, I observed these things. And so what you guys should do is this to make the, the next sprint better. I don't do the work, mm-hmm. right? I can't just tell people what to do. 
that I would lose respect that way. They're going to be like, you don't even know the difference between yeah. this method and that mm-hmm, method mm-hmm. and what this function does for this screen. And like trying to over control that is like stepping out of your role and into theirs. So yes. That's yeah. Not, like, well, so it's not your area. I'll step into a retro and I'll ask questions to extract the information I know already is. I love that. And so to we them, do the same damn thing. Girl. Yeah, so, so, like, so like to them, to them, they think they're, they're like admitting to me what I already know, but because I didn't tell them what I saw, they don't feel a way about it. Yeah. Right. So we, um, most recently we're building out this new workflow process be, because, um, we're trying to shift left. We're trying to be even more, um, efficient and, um, iterate the product quicker mm-hmm. through, through the pipeline. And so I couldn't walk into a room and say, you guys need to do, do the process this way. Again, I don't do the work. So I'm asking all these questions and they built, they pretty much built their own workflow and they are successful following this workflow because mm-hmm. they think they came up with it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, they did. But it's just like, make them think it was their idea. Yeah. When in reality, you yeah. were like asking the right questions yes. to like tunnel them the way yeah. that yes. you yeah. knew and had observed that. I mean, it's like a, it's an unbiased, like you're outside. You yeah. can kind of see that bird's eye you're talking about yep. where it's like, I can ask the right questions of you. And I, I kind of know, but I need you to think it was your idea Yes, because that's how, that's like, how they thrive happen, and they yes. feel inspired and driven to do it yeah. because they're like, Oh, this makes sense to me. Yes. Like, not because if you're telling them, like, that's your opinion. No, no, no. no. Yeah. That, yeah. And, so and again, I'm dealing with adults. This is the only way to get it done. Yeah. Very true. Only Smart. Way to get it done. I didn't know you were doing that behind the scenes. Like, oh, yeah. You're not like supposed navigate. to know because you're not supposed to know. I, I was a scrum like, master for yeah. his team. So she was a scrum master for me, too, at our. At our like, uh, you old did company. this to me? To yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> I thought we were tight. Yeah. I'm like, you've been manipulating me this whole time, Barbara? Pretty much. <laughs> so we're not friends. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm sure you did the same thing yes, for us I right did. Yeah. Yes, I did. yes i did yeah oh, you're a fool but yeah. i gave you ideas that you thought you were your own <laughs> yeah what's what's funny is that um uh barba is really really helpful and very knowledgeable when it comes to that uh but i am i don't know if you noticed but i am one to like go against the grain and fight and be like i don't she care said, i don't want to do no, that I did. she's <laughs> like i didn't <laughs> notice there was one time so yo there was one time so they i needed to i needed them to exercise the fact that they understood the scrum methodology and so um, I had the devs take turns doing some scrum master tasks and it got to be Mike's turn once. And I think we hit our second meeting of the two week sprint and he, 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 he like metaphorically flipped the table one day. It was just like, this is not my job. <laughs> He's like, I'm supposed to be coding. I don't know why I'm doing this. And yeah, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I, I remember that day. Like I was Mike. so pissed. I, was, I don't I know was what happened that day, dude. Yeah, I was like, I just don't understand why I'm doing this. Like, I just, I just. It didn't click for me for some reason. And for some reason, I was like, I'm so frustrated right now. Yeah. And I looked everyone in the eye. Like, I was just so, like, <laughs> I was, like, fearlessly aggressive and just, like, I don't know why I'm doing this, okay? Yeah. So I'm not, and then I said, so I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do this. And everyone Dude, was I've just. I've been pushed to that point, though, sometimes. Like, and you're like, this is not my job description. Yeah. Why am I here? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And everyone was like. Okay. Yeah. And then, I remember yeah, Barbara's was just, like, "Okay, well, we'll figure it out." Yeah, like, just like, all right, you know. Then, <laughs> it, you know, the thing is, like, I have to take the best and leave the rest. I can't. I'm not doing my job if I find myself forcing people to do things. Yeah. I want to encourage them to do it. So if if they don't feel encouraged or inspired to do so, yeah. then. I don't want to tell myself I'm not doing my job well. I'm just. I want to tell myself this is a this is a personality type that needs another route. 
Yeah. You know, like, mm. and so I just was like, all right, Mike, you know, like, it's all good. <laughs> Go back to your desk. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, uh, K- Caleb, you want to step in? He's just like, sure. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Dude, Don't bring I up was Caleb heated that day. <laughs> I was excited. so heated. Yeah. So, um, kind of, you've been professionally trained in Scrum. Mm-hmm. Do you feel, I'm sure it translates to just dealing with people in general, because that's what we're kind of in general talking about, managing people and just dealing with different personalities, right? Yeah. yeah. Do you use some of these tactics just like... Your, with people in general, day to day relationships. Yeah. Yes, I. I'm, I'm sure it helps. I love oh, yeah. um, personality tests and and taking them and and being aware of myself mm-hmm. and um in in a way it helps me become aware of others. Uh, I actually, I'm not naturally empathetic. I do not uh, have that gene in me. I was I was just telling Mike yesterday. I went to a camp specifically for kids to learn empathy. Empathy camp? Yeah. <laughs> you were at empathy camp? <laughs> Everyone was like, oh, come here. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah, and no, so I'll get it. It was just like this whole idea of like having to learn to put yourself in other people's shoes, right? Because for me, it's like, I'm, I have, really think, I'm sorry, the way you said that, it's like, I'm sure the first activity of day one was like, all right, take off your shoes. Like, yes. And switch it, shoes it, it, with somebody. We didn't have to put our feet into other people's shoes. We just stood behind the shoe. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I knew there was some yeah. cheesy icebreaker thing. Yeah. I probably did. Yeah. How old were you when you I was in the fifth grade, which yeah, I don't remember the age. Oh, that one. I was in the fifth grade. No, you're good. You're good. But the thing is, so yeah, I had to learn how to um, uh, be empathetic because naturally for me, if I if I have a feeling, mm-hmm. I and I'm with people, and again I'm energetically sensitive. So if I am say happy, and I'm with people, mm-hmm. well, there's a reason why I'm happy. Why wouldn't you be happy, mm-hmm. right? So I can be with a group of people, and everyone can have a different emotion, but I'm feeling happy, and I don't get why y'all are not happy. Like what's going on? And mind you, of course, it's probably because they have something going on in their personal lives or you know what have you and so i i just didn't get it mm-hmm. you know that and just doesn't those feelings don't really affect you yeah they it doesn't change it's a strange of- concept but you just even said right there in that small chunk of what you explained was it's like it's a lot of times i feel the same where it's like i feel this way like why are you not why don't you feel this way too right yeah. now like what's going on like yeah. why are you not feeling the same yeah but i didn't I'm- do anything mm-hmm. to try to to understand what feeling they were um, going it. through <laughs> and, and why, like, cool. you know, I'm like, um, yeah, I'll You're just like, be, cool. yeah, I'll just be like, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I'm, I'm chilling. So peace. I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's it. And it, it'll be like whatever the end of whatever interaction I was having with an individual. And, um, but the re the reason why like personality tests or anything regarding personality, um, helps me in that awareness is because again, I don't have it naturally. So again, my job requires that I can read a room or understand team dynamics or understand the different personalities of the team so that they can work well together. Mm-hmm. And um, like I have, I there was a scrum master for a team and um, that I have now. Mm-hmm. And us scrum masters, we meet and we'll talk about what's going on with our teams, how to make it better, this, that, and third. And he would, and this one scrum master would always report this one team as being a certain way. And I, and it didn't click for me. I'm like, why, how could you say this? You know, the team is this way. The team is that way. He just had a tough time. And it's because for him, he has a tough time with people who naturally are say sarcastic. Right. right? And so he just didn't understand why someone would be so sarcastic or blunt or straightforward. And so now I have this team and I know now the individuals he was referring to. And it's just a different way of interacting or having a certain skin to deal with the way they choose to interact. Um, 
in my experience dealing with engineers, they're mostly introverted. Their social skills differ from those <laughs> that, you know, have more extroverted um, yeah. tasks, you know. And so it's just a matter of knowing how to navigate it. But because I have insight on the different personalities, mind you, I'm not I have gotten team members to take different personality tests, but I'm not going to force anyone to do so. But because I have knowledge and can, again, detect in a way like what someone's personality type may be mm. that's enough for mm -hmm. me to to um be successful at my work without having this natural ability to empathize mm. yeah, yeah that's i mean i'd never even thought of what a factor empathy is in that regard oh, yeah, it's huge. because when you're looking at people and if you can't like give them and validate them mm -hmm like as they're experiencing this frustration or whatever, like you have to empathize with them and you have to make them feel like what they're experiencing is, is legitimate. And then again, like hear it, receive it, validate it, but then also try to guide them in a certain way yep. because people aren't, if people aren't being validated and like, if you're not giving them empathy, they're not going to listen to what you try to tell them to do at all. Yeah. I never yeah. even thought of that as a, being a huge factor of what you do when you manage people. Yeah. I think, I think people, even even if <laughs> right or wrong, whatever whatever they're saying, um, they just want to feel heard and heard. listened. That's yeah, listened to. Mm -hmm. So in a sense, validate them and be like, I hear you, and yeah. then drop the bomb. But you're wrong. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, I mean, I think I noticed I was into understanding people that way. Say like in 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 grade school, you're. You know, you have those those individuals that are into the horoscope and zodiac signs, mm -hmm. and you know the whatever bullet points come under your zodiac, right? And yeah, so it's yeah. just like, oh, so you a Gemini? I can see you. You got this <laughs> dual, dual personality over there, like you know, so, like that's how I started reading people. It's just, yeah. oh. but now now I now I you know I'm aware of the different the 16 personalities of the Myers Briggs um, test. I I am aware of the Enneagram. Mm -hmm. I am aware of the five love languages. The only test I actually have not taken is the um i think is griffin or the, the strengths test i think you took oh, it oh yeah yeah, yeah. So like, yeah that sounds familiar i think i've taken that yeah and yeah strength finder or whatever. yeah yeah strength mm -hmm. finder i mean i've taken the disc assessment you know i've done so many things to help me become aware of myself because i can also forget about how i am but all it helps me be aware of others if i have some knowledge of the different personalities that are out there in the world mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um i was gonna ask you what personality tests have you taken so i've taken a disc assessment um but you, you, you just said that i'll kind of break down um what each test is so the disc assessment i took through one of my first jobs is it disc um, disc d-i-s-c oh. okay, okay, yeah. okay okay and um it's an acronym or backronym i don't know which way it started first i took this assessment through my um first job and i i am making the assumption that you can only ever do it through a company because it it's a pretty thorough test where a consultant needs to come in and and ex explain to you your result what like the heck, really? even like you're already given a booklet of your results it's like oh. a booklet like maybe like a half an inch thick <laughs> but you still need someone to go in and explain it maybe if you don't want to go through all the text that you read or the charts that um, show up after you take the test but the disc assessment it stands for demand interaction um, security and caution Right. So it looks at those four things on two scales, how you are naturally and mm -hmm. how you are adaptively. So who you who wow. you are when you're being watched and who you are when you're not being watched. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So. Yeah. Wow. So. So I'll let you guys know what, what my results came out to. Um, so for demand. And, and so, again, if you think from zero to 100. 
it's demand interaction security and caution caution okay. caution so um so demand mm-hmm. i am um not so demanding naturally i'm at a, like a 30 you know just fairly you know what's a scale out of 100 out of 100 okay. yeah so a little i'm not so demanding when i'm not being watched naturally i'm not that demanding when, when I, you say demanding, what does that in, entail? So, so say, for example, asking for things, trying to okay. get people to do things right and, re- and receiving. And, and I would say it may come from this desire to encourage people rather than to force people. Mm, cool. Right. But when I am being watched, I am a little more demanding. Just a little bit. Maybe I hit about 40, 50. Right? Mm-hmm. Just a little bit more. So and being watched, say, by my boss, because, again, it's, we're thinking work setting here. Mm-hmm. So I guess just imagine if my boss showed up and if I'm talking to an individual, my boss just walked up behind me and I knew he was there. I would probably be a little bit more like, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. for me, I'm kind of like more open to being able to trust and, mm-hmm. you know, encourage, inspire yeah. mm-hmm. um, without without the um, my boss hovering. So that's my demand. Interaction, it was just kind of straight up obvious. I'm at a seven, naturally 70% interaction, and it already shows that that means I'm extroverted. Mm-hmm. So when I am not being watched, I'm actually at an 80. Like I'm just 89, like I'm really up there. When I'm not being watched, I'm talking, I'm moving around. Really? Yeah, but when I'm being mm-hmm. watched, I tone it down, but just a little, down to a 70, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, my security, this this actually surprised myself and my boss when when we found out and the consultant was going over these things my security is um i'm pretty secure when i'm not being watched pretty secure in myself very mm-hmm. confident, confident. In what I do. Yeah, okay so it's like self-confidence yeah like security yeah like. and so so mind you you want to be at a 50 so you don't want to be excessive so at a, like say at 100 you don't want to be you know like just uh um the super word, low yeah, yeah super low and and so when i am not being watched i'm fairly secure a mm-hmm. good good rate mm-hmm. for whatever reason <laughs> i didn't realize this until someone said it out loud when i am being watched adaptively speaking i i'm at a 15 i must fall apart in some no way. way yeah i like <laughs> so my mm. boss was like what you do interesting but i'm not sure if it's always a um, a boss figure that can cause me to like fall apart right i i've <laughs> i've been your coworker for a long time i kind of i've seen that yeah. not not drastically but i've seen because we hang out out we've hung out outside of work mm-hmm. right and then we've hung out in a very work, like a work setting so there's a lot of other eyes on you yeah and I, I I remember seeing you your change in demeanor almost yeah when you had to say something in front of people and whatnot not that you got nervous or anything like that um, like I said nothing drastic but I just slightly noticed that I'm like Barb's like there's a difference between when her and I hang out like at your when we hung out at your apartment or mm-hmm. we went out or something like that and then like in a professional setting i'm like dang yeah i think that, that makes change? sense though because security when you're in front of people like you're looking for validation in some sense in so a way obviously you're more secure when you're just with people you know you already trust right that are like on your same page you're not trying to you know achieve some sort of task like right now like we're just talking like so there's, right. a, there's a good sense of security like i feel great yeah but and then I you think... put me in a setting that's like i'm looking for that approval my security for sure it's it's hard to keep the same security yeah imagine yeah so i think my boss was surprised because i was very um close to my boss my boss was like you know we um you know i i would hang out with his wife and his little girl and like so i think we were both comfortable where i didn't have i didn't show this level of insecurity so but say for example if um if i needed someone to come to my computer 
when I type, I'm misspelling things, you know, like, uh, but, but if you're, if no one's looking, I'm just typing, you yeah. know, it's like, you know, it's like that kind all of, of idea. That, like, person over your shoulder, you're like you're typing like, all the uh, words wrong, yeah. hitting the space bar way too often, <laughs> like some weird. Now for my caution, my caution is what surprised, um, I, I, maybe it didn't surprise the consultant, but it was a, a surprise for my boss and my team to um, acknowledge. So um, when the consultant comes in, he takes the department. So I was part of the IT department. And I'm sure he got all the people in marketing and sales in, in the room and broke down the, the results of each individual's test because, again, it was to help them understand how to work better with the next person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Um, so the same way the consultant had to remind my boss, don't worry if she's talking to other people. As you see her interaction, it's very high. She's extroverted. She's just refueling, right? We get to my caution, and it's, it, it must be rare when your um, adaptive state and your natural state are the same. So my caution, I, the, the reason why I only remember the number for this one is because of how the consultant put it. My caution's out of 53, so I'm pretty, like, centered. Right. Okay. I can I'm I'm very I can be very calculated, but I, I can also take risks. Right. Mm -hmm. But the I don't want to call it a problem. But the thing that the consultant told my boss to look out for is the fact that my caution does not change whatsoever. Ever. If I'm being watched versus like being watched versus not being watched. So if <laughs> I remember one time Mike was like, should I have a beer right now? Like I, like it's lunchtime, but when we're with our boss and if, for me, I don't. If I want a beer, I'm going to have a beer and we're going to find out later if it was, you know, yeah, like if I, I should have had yeah. a beer. You know, so I don't. It's, <laughs> I think I remember it, again, that. It's, again, it's that level of consideration. It's not there for me. It's, it's, it's very internal. That's such an interesting idea. Yeah. That's, I think that's honestly a strength, yeah. I would say, because that's, you're very like, you understand, you process, and you figured out how you're going to do it regardless of whether or not you're being watched. And yeah. that's admirable. But I could also see how it, that might be like, you might want to like take some sort of caution yeah. in certain settings yeah. and not be like completely yeah, confident. Yeah, the, the with reason your why it was it wasn't so alarming is because I was at a fifty. I was like right at the good like the nice sweet spot. Sweet spot. Sure. Yeah. 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 And so what the consultant told my boss was he was like, You need to look out for her. Right? I've had he said he said he said he said, I've had uh, a client with almost the same exact numbers as, as this girl here, and that client is worth five hundred million. And he was like, if you, he let's was, go. He was, <laughs> let's go, let's go, let's go, I'm going to need to make more money here. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, I'm going to take my talents elsewhere. <laughs> if you, if you really care, you'll look out for her. And what she's going to do is remember what you did for her. And she'll always, you know, reference you when she's explaining how she gained her success. And, and I will say my boss is the very first person who, who even brought up the idea of me being a scrum master. Yeah, he he began observing me. This was before DV, right? Before, before DV, yeah. Okay. He began observing me and understanding. Say, like, this consultant told me to look out for her. She, he said mm -hmm. that she would thank me even you know fifty years down the road when she's successful and worth billions. I'm going to do that. Billions. <laughs> billions. No, billions but billions but the thing is also it was it was to look out for himself because as yeah. my boss, he can tell me to do something. Not to say I wouldn't do it, but um, I'm just. I'm not so considerate of what I should and should not do, you mm. know. I know right from wrong, but sometimes the wrong can can put me in a place of success, and I might give it a little, <laughs> a little, a little, <laughs> a little yeah, a little, like, 
just a, <laughs> a little sprinkle. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see what I'll happens. Sprinkle here. something wrong. Yeah. On this. yeah. How so, did you? I don't know if uh, this is like a complete topic change, but like, how did you even end up like in this position of like I don't even know what leads you to Scrum Master. Like where, how does that become a path? Yeah, so I had no idea what it was. And again, my, my boss knew what it was and observed me enough to say, this girl should be a scrum master. What were you and, doing before? Um, so at that time, I started, I was an intern at that company. It was a solar power company. And um, so I was pretty much his errand girl. I was an intern. Oh. I was, at the time, I was going to school for computer science. And I wanted to see what the real world um, computer life was like. I was a little too eager in that regard. And... Um, and because of that, I actually ended up wearing many hats. I was, you know, apart from learning the web development, I was a photographer and a videographer. I flew a drone because I was at a solar power company and I needed to get, you know, uh, visuals of the people's solar panels on their roofs. I did so many things. I Bob can do it all. Yeah, honestly. I typed up policies and everything. And so, but when he when he took the results that this consultant gave him, he realized what in the technology realm would best fit me. So it was that test that put yeah. you in the position that you're in. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Dang. And so, um, it, so that's, that's the disc assessment. I was going to mention like the whole caution thing when I brought up the fact that I was that kid in mm -hmm. school that would test teachers. It was kind of, that's like, that kind of solidifies where that comes from. I was what you would call, or what I call, a good student, but a bad kid. I got yeah. straight A's, it was, but for me, it's like, because I got straight A's, I'm going to act a fool. <laughs> like, yeah. you I can't know, say I nothing. Know the type. <laughs> yeah. I know the type. Yeah. You can't say nothing, because, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. you know, when you, when you go and hand in to your superior the results of your classroom, yeah. I help bring up your ratings, because I get straight A's. Wow. <laughs> you know, like, so I'm going to act up. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to see what I can get away with. Yeah. And, and, and I'm not going to lie. I'm not proud of this. I have made teachers cry because of that. Let's go. Because they're like between <laughs> like, well, she is my best student, but dang, she is a mess. I cannot. And, you know, I had, I, I remember the first teacher I made cry. Her, her name's Miss Brimhall. And she was one of the young ones. Her mom at the time was a substitute teacher across the school. And Miss Brimhall was my math teacher. And math came to me naturally. And I, um, we took a test and I guess, I don't know if on the test it said to show your work. It was when we were learning like Punnett squares. I don't know how young your kids are, but um, the idea what of- What were the Punnett squares again? Punnett squares were the way that you can- Is that the um, DNA one? No, no, it's the way you can multiply um, things that were in two parentheses. How do you call them? Jordan, like binomials? Like yes. Like if you're talking about like essentially like FOIL. Yes, yes, FOIL. Yeah. <laughs> so we learned FOIL using Punnett square. So you have to draw, draw out the Punnett square to understand your FOIL. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> multiplying <laughs> everything by each other. Yes, and yes. And so I, I didn't draw my Punnett squares on this test. I could do it in my head already. How dare you? <laughs> right? <laughs> How dare you not show your work? <laughs> right. Yeah. And this is eighth grade at this point. This is eighth grade. I didn't, I didn't draw my Punnett square. So I handed my test. And I get my test back. And um, this teacher, she liked she liked for you to review the results of your test and hand the test back to her so that you don't tell the other students what the results were or, you know, mm -hmm. share the test um, to other um, younger or lower grades and stuff. She just wanted the test back. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, so she handed me my test, and she always put the score on the, the last page. So I'm going through my test. I don't see any markings that I got an answer wrong. Right, All of my answers were right. I get to my last page and she gave me like a B. And again, I'm an A student and I have Nigerian parents who, if I came home with the B, it would be a problem, right? Yeah. So it made me upset. 
And so what I did was, all I can remember is I wrote a note on the test. Oh, man. In, in all caps and scratchy letters. Like, I took my pen. Like, maybe I held you my pencil like a fist, right? Yeah. And it just was like, F-U, I don't remember. At the time, I didn't curse. But I don't remember what I said. I just remember handing back my test, just kind of casually. Here's my test. And we we all had to sit back and at our desk and go through our workbooks. And she's she's silently going through any feedback she's gotten on the test. And at some point, you she were encouraged to give feedback. That was something you were supposed to do. Yeah. So she she would say, if you think that I marked you wrong, you know, just mention oh, why okay. that kind of mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. Like if you if you're confused why you got the answer wrong, if you didn't you understand. Some, okay. Yeah. So it was expected that you were to write something on. That. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And that's why she even went through the test after the student handed mm-hmm, it back. Mm-hmm. And so at some point after I, we all handed our test back, she leaves the classroom. Which a teacher shouldn't do, just leave the students by themselves. Damn, she just, what'd you say? She just, I don't remember. She just gets up and leaves the classroom. <laughs> I said, whoever threw that paper, <laughs> your mom's a hoe. <laughs> <laughs> so the teacher, the teacher next so door uh-huh. comes into the classroom and says, which one of you is Barbara? Oh, man. I was like, dang. <laughs> which, which one of y'all? <laughs> and, and I just stand up, you know, and walk outside. And Miss Brimhall is crying in the hallway. Damn, what'd you say? I don't remember. And again, I'm not proud of it, but Shots that's fired. that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, I have very little consideration. I don't that, think that about... caution is yeah. a thing. <laughs> You're just like, I don't care. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. And so I had an issue with saying I don't care a lot to where I've had a lot of um, teachers, mentors, coordinators, supervisors remind me to, to if I want to begin to help myself, stop saying I don't care. Start with saying, I don't mind. Like, just baby step it, Hmm. right? Like, I don't, I shouldn't say, I don't care. Like, I don't mind because afterwards I can explain, you know, why it doesn't really bother me. Mm -hmm. So I, you know. There's a distinction there. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Jeez, Barbara, making people cry out here. Yeah. Yeah. Not not (laughs) something I'm proud of. I've I've done that to so many people, like, like mentors. I used to to be in a program called um, Berkeley Scholars to Cal. And what it was was, Berkeley Unified School District, at least at the time, had 10, 10 elementary schools, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, three middle schools, one high school. From the 10 elementary schools, they picked uh, four students and uh, fourth, four fourth graders. So it's uh, 40 students altogether of either black or Latino descent. Mm-hmm. Because the idea was to bridge the gap between, you know, those uh, ethnicities showing up at Cal. Or mm-hmm. any or any prestigious college, mm-hmm. so they followed you from the fourth grade all the way th- till you graduated high school. And so, what they did w- w- to help us was to give us mentors that went to Cal. Um, we had school on Saturdays. We had summer sessions. It's just all this learning, and I've made my mentors cry. And I remember, you know, um, my coordinator, mind you, he was with me from the fourth grade till I graduated high school. Knew to keep an eye on me, and um, it was because I would do things like. I had a teacher once, and he was teaching us cognitive thinking, talking to the text, and he wanted us to do this on a poem. On a poem, and to make it look like I was doing work, I was actually writing. I was just writing, and at the end of the class, he hands up, asks us to hand in our papers. We all go out for recess. My coordinator comes out, and he walks up to me. He's like, "You can't have recess." I said, "Why?" He was like, "The teacher asked you to talk to the text, and you handed in the lyrics to the Fresh Prince of Bel Air." I'm like, yes, I did. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, but the thing is, at the end of the day, I was the best writer in the class. 
So you could do something like that. I just that. was like, you can't say nothing tested. to me, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm untouchable. Yeah, like, <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. But it could be detrimental. I'm not going to lie. It could be Definitely. very yeah. detrimental. Well, to be I just think a careless. huge part of, I mean, I, I kind of know the student. I know the type. I, I understand. It's like, just because you're smart doesn't mean that you're smart. Yeah. It means that you're talented in that one aspect of being able to deliver like content. It doesn't mean you can deliver it well. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean you can interact with people well. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean like that's those skills are equally as important yeah. to being able to like, you know, mesh with people and, and fit well into a group. And, yeah. you know, it was hard to make friends. It was definitely hard. Really? I did so many weird things. I remember there was one instructor throughout the summer. I never I never said a word to him. Really? And he complained to my coordinator again. And he the coordinator got us in a room he says, why don't why don't you want to talk, talk to Malik? And even then, I was only talking to the coordinator. Yeah, <laughs> the whole, t- whole two, <laughs> three, tell Malik, three, look at Malik right three now. months. <laughs> I'm talking about three months. And, and at this point, we're learning um, college-level English. Three months, right? I didn't speak to this man. But oh, I was man. the only student giving him A papers. Mm-hmm. I've said before. Yeah, yeah. I, need, I need to talk to you. <laughs> oh, and, he, man. and I was like, Me we don't got to part <laughs> like that whole participation grade. What you mean? I, I participate with my peers. I just don't talk to you. <laughs> yeah. Oh like, my <laughs> gosh, me and you would have clashed so hard growing up. Yeah. Oh my gosh, because yeah. I was very much so a very challenging person, yeah. right? And I would and I would try to find because I'm very em- empathetic, so I can I almost can feel what you're feeling on the inside to a very high degree. So I'm like, oh. You're insecure about that. I could see it. And I'm going to poke you on it. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to make <laughs> you feel bad. And in my way, in that way of, of almost like caring too much and noticing too much and being so sensitive to people, I was able to make people cry in that area. You know, you're saying like, oh, I didn't care about people. So yeah, whatever. So I was, exactly I was on the other side of the spectrum. I saw it all. And I was like, oh, that's where it hurts. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, so I have. I would have loved to yeah. meet you at a young age. <laughs> it, it was, it was, it was rough. We... My mom thought I would never have friends just because, oh, like, man. I just, I just had a really hard time about. So, for example, people, people had to, they didn't have to, but for me to be cool with someone, mm-hmm. they had to give me a reason why I should be cool with you. Like, I automatically didn't give people the benefit of the doubt. You automatically were not my friend or not cool with me. And, and like prove yeah, and yeah, they had to prove themselves Dang. in whatever way. So it's not the best thing. But yeah. again, that having that awareness or even at the point of taking the disc assessment, understanding why I was that way is because my caution doesn't change. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like crazy, <laughs> yeah. how are we friends? <laughs> because I learn, I grow, you know, I'm better know. now. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. a I remember when Barb came into the office, I was like. I was like, Barbara, oh, cool. What's your name? And what was the first thing I told you, Barbara? Everyone makes. <laughs> this is like the epitome of like kind of who I am. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Barbara. So first, I remember I'm at and my I'm desk. Like so Mike, right Mike walks up to me. He already knew my name. So it's not like he asked me my name. He goes, so uh, how old are you? <laughs> like, what home training have you not had? <laughs> 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 I was like, Barbara, so how old are you? <laughs> like, I'm like, don't you know it's like not okay to ask a, a woman her age? Yeah. And it's just, he's just like, Whoa. Mike don't care. Mike, <laughs> yeah. I feel like your caution is probably pretty low too, yeah. honestly. It is. Which is what I was. you take that test, which I'm is, sure it would be very similar results. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She was explaining same. her. She was explaining her caution. I was like, I don't, I really, really don't care. Yeah. It's it, probably lower. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I guarantee you it's lower. Yeah. I, alone or with people, like yeah. she's saying. Like, I guarantee it's lower. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I would guarantee that too for myself. That's yeah. something I know about myself. That's how we got I our do start. Stuff like I that. was like, who is this guy? I, I, Michael, I, I like look over to piano. I'm like, do you even know? It? Does he go here? Like, <laughs> Michael just sit down at like a table, like just random people, and just be like, so uh, what's your deepest insecurity? <laughs> yeah, like, uh, <laughs> like it's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I, uh, this dude would just walk up to someone. How much you get paid yeah, right now? <laughs> yeah, like right now. And are you happy about that? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what it is. Well. Actually, the way I grew up was I was just the kid that did everything that was dared to do it all. Mm-hmm. I was that kid like, oh, it would be funny if someone were to go up to that house and sell rocks and like pick <laughs> up a rock from their like yard at your feet and try to sell them that. I'm like, I'll do it. I was a daredevil kid, too. Yeah, yeah. You know, what's crazy is that you I mean, your friend group and you at that age don't know the tendencies that you're portraying or admitting yeah, at that point, but true. they're very, they're very pure and they're very, telling. they're very telling thinking back on it. You're like, yeah. I was totally that kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was totally showing my disregard for caution. Yeah. That's why I'd like, know? after taking that test it made like a lot of things clicked from my past, my childhood. Um, other things are like for the, Enne- uh, not the Enneagram, Myers-Briggs. Um, I am an ENFJ. I'm extroverted, intuitive, Feeling apparently, but I don't know. I can't remember what in regard. E N F J. J and then judging. I thought that was and, me. And then also, I think started, I was pretty yeah, similar to saying, you. Almost, yeah. yeah. E N F J. I feel like I'm close to yeah. that too. Of Have the, you ever taken personality tests? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I like those. Yeah. 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 And of the Enneagram, I am a seven. I am an enthusiast. Wasn't your okay? So Barbara came to the office one day and she told us about the Enneagram test because you put us all onto that yeah. and the 16 personalities, yeah. I think. Yeah, the uh, Briggs is good. Yeah, yeah, really, really insightful. So Barb comes to the office and we all take the Enneagram test. And I remember I remember two things. I took the test the first time and I was like, oh, I got a reformer or perfectionist. This is stupid. I'm going to take this again. And then I told my I told my <laughs> family that. The perfectionist wanted to do it again? <laughs> I, told my family, I told my family that and they're like, Wow, you're dumb. <laughs> and I was like, like literally I was like, like, validated his answer. Yeah. No, like, no, no, this, this isn't good enough. I need legit. to do it again. And that was <laughs> so, so legit. I was like, this is stupid. Why? This isn't me. I'm going to take it again. And then also on top of that, Barbara. Five was times re- later. Also on top of that, I just realized I was like, okay, I probably am a perfectionist. And then my family told me like, you're literally a perfectionist because you did that. And I was cracking up and I told Barb that. And then she told me her results. And I think it turned out to be that you're, because there's two wings to the Enneagram test. There's a place of growth of what you feel. When you do this certain thing, you feel like you're growing the most. And then there's a place of what's the other wing? Stress. Stress. When you start acting this way or doing this stuff, um, you feel stressed. So her growth was my stress or her number was my stress or something like that. And I was cracking up. Yeah. So so as a seven, as an enthusiast, I stress when I go to a one and become a perfectionist because then I become obsessive. Right. And it's not good. I'm like, oh, my God, you yeah. know, just like and it's and, and it's I can't um, easily peel myself out of that. My right. growth is, you know, Caleb, Caleb's a five. He's a he's an observer. So, again, in my job, being able to observe and understand the details, the hows, the workings to begin to explain the whys yeah. and go, move forward. That's I, my I love growth. Caleb. <laughs> we all we all love Caleb. Hey, Caleb. Hey, Caleb. Hey, Caleb. Hey, the Nessus. We all. You're beautiful people. You're just lovely. And to give you another example of that, Jordan, um, is uh, how many times have you seen me stoked on life when we're going to do something spontaneous? And how, how often do I say, let's just go, let's do it, let's do it? Yeah. Right. Remember that night where like I was like, let's go to San Diego. It was like 10:30 p.m. 
I was like, let's I'm go like, to no. SD. <laughs> and Jordan's like, what the heck? Like, everyone's like, what? Like, but I was maybe like, maybe if it was 6 p.m., yeah. but it is 10.30. Yeah, and <laughs> I was like stoked there. on it. So that was my, as a one, I forget what my wing of growth was, but it was towards being spontaneous. Yeah. And that's where I feel the most where I'm like, kind of like, quote unquote, the happiest. Oh, that's me. That that's me. So he, he goes to a seven. Was oh, it and, seven? Yeah. So oh, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm so you were, yeah. when yeah. you come to me, you're <laughs> <laughs> um, when I go his direction, I stress when I, and when, when he I goes I, your direction, yeah. he thrives. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when he comes my direction, he thrives. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah, I think it's the, for a perfectionist to let go. Mm-hmm. of the things that they want to make sure is planned to a T is healthier than being so confined by it. Yeah. Me, I'm the opposite because I'm, I'm naturally spontaneous and I need this freedom to move and be enthusiastic about whatever it is. When I obsess over one thing, I don't give myself the, the ability to reach out for other things that would better help me um, yeah. perform. I love those personality tests yeah. because I, in my life right now, I use them as a template, of course, with a grain of salt, but Absolutely. as a template to kind of determine, okay, um, this type of person, would I work well with them? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Uh, and it's like, I'm thinking in the future when I get married, I'm like, do I want someone that challenges me? Okay. When I feel challenged, I kind of feel, you know, there's like meaning to life when I'm challenged. Okay. When I, when I'm being artistic, ah, it kind of stresses me out because I'm just naturally not that creative, mm-hmm. you know, I think for whatever reason, it's, it's better. It's a better, um, crosshair to hone, uh, your interpersonals, I think. Your like yeah. compatibility with different compatibility. Other types. Yeah. yeah. Perfect, sure. perfect way to say Yeah. That. Like it helps me understand like the type of person I, I want to be with that. That's a good point yeah, exactly. because yeah, I, at the time I was learning about some of the stuff I was with an individual that I realized is n- not the best for say a seven or someone mm-hmm. that's an ENFJ or anything else. And then I think that's pretty much the, all of the, the test, the disc, the Enneagram, the Myers-Briggs. I haven't mm-hmm. taken um, the, sh- did, you, did you take that one? That's like going around right now. Like which Disney character are you? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I, I Wait, don't care. <laughs> I'm Sleeping Beauty. Interesting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> See how that correlates. So the, I'll mention the the, the last thing. <laughs> I've taken some gnarly ones before. I, um, I don't. I don't think I. I take the tests that are more for entertainment. Oh no! Uh, like you don't know what kind of bread you are. No. <laughs> okay. Whole grain, baby. Whole grain. <laughs> I'm whole grain, baby. Whole grain, baby. I'm sourdough. <laughs> I think I'm just a yes, tortilla. A tortilla. <laughs> That's not even on the results. No, I'm totally, I'm totally joking. It's just that, I've it's taken just funny, a crazy though. one before. Those are funny, but um, I, don't, I don't take those at all. The only other I took like um, six last night, but then I went to bed and it was like nothing. Well, you didn't save them, right? <laughs> um, as ahead, I mentioned, Bob. the last test I know of, um, apart from the fact that I'm a Capricorn, everyone. Capricorn. Okay, what symbol Aries. is that? Um, is that the ram? It's a goat. Oh, okay. So if you if, if you remember the picture of like goats just being in a tree, right? And I have yeah. to I have to, like someone was like I don't understand the zodiacs or like how you can if someone told you a zodiac you can understand at least a little bit what their personality is like. And I say like, if I told you I'm uh, I am of the goat type, what do you know goats are do best? <laughs> someone said eat grass, eat and grass. I was like, what? <laughs> no, climb, climb. There's there's some there's some good climb. Have you ever seen like some mountain goats? Yeah, the mountain goats. Kind of mountain goats. How you get up that mountain? There's barely any ledges there. Some yeah. crazy yeah. incline. Yeah. They're just so it's like just like we're 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 <laughs> good for up. we're good for working hard and getting to the top, um, getting reaching our oh, goal. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that makes yeah, sense. It's easy. I'm just so, a crab. I just I just taste good. Yeah, and I'll bite you. 
tell how we both talk. <laughs> or like the Wait, Gemini I'll as the twin. So like they they usually have like a dual personality type situation. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what are you? I'm Aries, so fire sign, right? Um, yes. Yeah, so you're fire, the archer, but, right? No, the Aries is a ram, I think. Is right. it? Wait, look or the bull. I'm gonna one look of this them. up right now. Oh no, the bull is a Taurus. No, Jordan, I think you're um, a tortoise. No, it's a ram. <laughs> Aries is a ram. Aries the Taurus is a, is a so what Taurus is, that? is a bull. So what is that? And Strength. and um, it's like I guess headstrong. Just go go go. Headstrong. In. That sounds more like a, a bad thing. <laughs> you go Aries. for whatever it is you want. Okay, it says, uh, you're the ram. Yeah. Yeah. The personality of an Aries. You're creative. No. Nope. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you are with your music in different okay. areas. Yeah, right. you made our theme song in like an hour. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I wasn't going to do that. I was like, yeah, <laughs> Jordan, do it. Uh, independent and stylish. Ooh. Yeah. And you have Fury. Fury. Yeah. Whatever that means to you. Fury? I think it's just because um, like, you're really hot. So like that yeah. Fury kind of emits naturally. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. So that's how I see it. No, like, I, like I'm really hot. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah, you're hot too, Barb. And so is Barb, you're hot. We haven't been telling people they're hot on we this podcast yeah. enough lately. Only Caleb, apparently. No, <laughs> Caleb, Caleb, Caleb is a dime piece. I'm trying to get Caleb and Suzanne on here. <laughs> Suzanne's Good like, oh, but what do we talk about? I'm like, yeah. you guys are awesome. Your life. Just yeah, it's not, it's yeah. not hard. We just went for an hour right now. Yeah. yeah. And so, it was a blink. I, I'll, I'll help like kind of round it up because I was going to mention the last uh, personality test. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, it's the five languages of love. Oh, yeah. And I, I like that one. I do too. Because what are your languages? So so the, it, the five languages are acts of service, mm-hmm. um, physical touch, mm. quality time, mm. Um, mm-hmm. receiving gifts, mm. and words of affirmation. affirmation. Mm. There it is. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> which I love. <laughs> my, my, I love all So it is from a scale from <laughs> one to me. twelve. Keep that in mind. Uh-huh. Scale from. Well, one, I've never seen it done on 12. a scale from one to twelve. Like. Oh really? I've, I've only ever taken it. So you need to pay attention, dude. Sorry, I, I just <laughs> yeah. don't listen. Honestly, like I just, yeah. I, you, you've been working with me a lot on that, and yeah, I'm just trying dude. to get better at listening. Yeah. So we'll anyway. make a list. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, my my number one love language is receiving gifts, and yes. it is actually out of twelve. I am a, I'm like lover no of gifts, but mind you. They they have to say remind people when you tell them that you are the receiving gifts type that it doesn't mean you're materialistic. It means yeah. that you're into like symbolism. I am the last person to gift someone a gift card of fifty bucks for anything. No, I want to gift you what I know pertains to you and your yeah. personal what mm-hmm. our interaction with one another. Like there has to something be something cool, behind it. Piece yeah, there. like I get that. and then it's also how I show love. I came bearing gifts of Starbucks this morning because yeah. I love you guys. <laughs> hey, thanks. Yeah, yeah. Love you too. <laughs> But it's also how I understand love is by receiving things, right? Yeah. Um, and then the crazy thing about it is that all other per, um, all other love languages for me it is are starts at a six and below. So it's like it's really it's like huge just just huge gap, just That's your gifts, number one <laughs> just for gifts, sure. and then you're lucky if I can understand love or or share love via the rest. Yeah. Because wow. it's like you're lucky. <laughs> it's, it's like at that fifty percent and below. So and the next one for me is words of affirmation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and I think it's words of affirmation because I just love words. I love talking, love mm-hmm. interacting, writing. So let me hear the best way you can um, share your love for me via words. And mind you, if someone says you look beautiful, I say I can't accept. I prefer feedback rather than flattery. And I remember one oh, guy. Dang. Wow. Yeah. That's Barbara. a profound statement. Yeah. Yeah. I remember one guy was like, he said something like that. 
he's like, oh, you, you look so pretty today. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. No, 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 And mind you, so he, I've known this guy for seven years now. And, and so when I didn't respond to him telling me he, I was pretty, he goes, um, what I mean to say is the way your eyeliner is making your eyes pop is really, I'm like, there you go. Yeah. So now I know what to do next time is to put this eyeliner on again so you can continue to love on my eyes like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I, that's interesting. More specific feedback mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Is, mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Because well, what am I going to do with it? You look pretty. Yeah. Well, so does this tree. I don't, I don't What's know. What's the distinction? Yeah. Why, why do I look pretty? Yeah. yeah. You know how people Tell say, I, um, not somebody no, you're good. I hate, but I just wish people would be more specific when they say. You mean the world to me. I'm like, how? well, tell me. <laughs> how? Yeah. yeah. You know how people, there's that, that, it's like a blanket statement. Like, you mean so much to me. Okay. How much? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Tell me. Explain specifics. Me yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense. I'm so yeah. much about the whys behind everything. Like, again, like even my work, I need to know the yeah. why. Why? But why? I told someone I'm a, I'm a broken owl instead of who, it's why. Why? Just why? Why? Yeah. Why? And, why? Yeah. Like and a little the, kid in the back. Yeah. Why? Uh, why? <laughs> like because. Damn. Because some <laughs> things are and some things aren't. Yeah, yo, my mom, she would be in the kitchen cooking and have all my why questions. Then, and oh, at some I, point, she would just look at me and just kind of that that slow hard push. Yeah. I need you to go to your <laughs> way. That way, like <laughs> just away. Not, not here, because she knew she couldn't say any more words to me. That's yeah. funny. Mm. When we talk, who was I with yesterday? Um, you with me, bro? And no, me. I wasn't. You, we were supposed to hang out. I know. I let you down. You didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think I was talking to you where it was like, at some point, my parents would be like, if you say something else, you're going to get whipped because <laughs> I've had enough yeah. of you. You know, like we've reached the pinnacle of my patience. Yes. If you say something again, it's not even I was like mouthing off. I was just bugging them. Yeah. It's like, Mike, you're going to be in trouble if you say something more. Yeah. Okay? My my mom's Stop. name is literally Patience. And so instead of like, like just cracking under pressure, she's just like, I am just going to. I'm going to try my best to embrace <laughs> who I am. am. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What I'm about. <laughs> she starts dancing up on her daughter. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, whoever yeah. you are. So I'm words of affirmation next at a six. And and the funny thing also is the rest are sequential. So the okay. five, um, the five is um, physical touch, mm-hmm. and I I will say it's very important to know people's five five love languages because I was in a relationship with the guy. I know now he was probably high physical touch person yeah. i think and, most guys are and yo he i would in my head i would be like why are you touching and he'd be like rubbing my back all the time yeah, and like holding on to my thighs and i'm like oh my gosh but because i didn't do that in turn he didn't feel loved but he yeah. had he had the kind of money to always give me gifts so it's just be like it was just this miscommunication yeah yeah it was really bad yeah i yeah. think it takes a certain level of maturity and also transparency transparent uh, I'm, I'm, transparency transparency thank Words you is hard yeah <laughs> Honestly, I've been trying to get better at my vocabulary. Yeah, yeah. I've been but, working um, with you on that, dude. I've been doing word of the days with you every yeah. day. <laughs> <laughs> I've been, I've taken up reading books. That's good. I'm reading a book now, and I thoroughly enjoy it. Anyways, yeah, dude, hop on pop is a good one. <laughs> Captain Underpants is really hitting right now, dude. I'm, yep. <laughs> well written. Uh, oh, I forgot dude. what I was gonna say. Thanks, dude. <laughs> what was I saying? You uh, said transparency about. The oh love yeah, languages. the love languages. Yeah, yeah. because you kind of have to know that. First off, that's out there. People love differently. Mm-hmm. So there's a level of like transparency for yourself, for reflection. You're like, how do I love? So you, you figure that out and then you're like, okay, how do other people love? So there's like this, like, you have to be woke, mm-hmm. for lack of a better word, right? Yeah. Uh, and then uh, you just have to be mature and be like, I don't know how you want to convey it, but be like, hey, 
how do you like to be loved? Yeah. So yeah. you have to create that platform, you know? Yeah. And I think it can be hard at times. Uh, I really commend someone we had on this podcast, Teresa, because that was her go-to. Remember that? She was like, yeah, that's the first thing. I, I did that with all my siblings, the language of love, love test or whatever, five love languages. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because she wanted to know uh, how do I love and how do you love and how do you like to receive love? Mm-hmm. So they can just yeah. with each other. Yeah, it's, it, again, yeah, which is cool. this is very helpful for folks like me who have a hard time being empathetic. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, my next one is uh, acts of service. And so that's the four. Yes, yeah, six, five, four. Yeah. And it's because for me, most times I'm that person. If I want it done, might as well do it myself. Although I do like chivalry. Like, please open the door for me if yeah. I'm dating you. Because well, why else <laughs> would would I be dating you if you wouldn't open the door for me? <laughs> How am I supposed to go about my life <laughs> yeah. if I got to get doors yeah, open? I'm, I'm a bit, Dude, I, I got an old soul over here. I'm I like, just, I need an old I just soul also, so I don't have to. You want me to open the door for myself? <laughs> yeah. I, I need the, a man for that. <laughs> yeah. I saw this funny picture that this girl said on uh, a Facebook status. She says, do you guys still open car doors? And then some guy responded. He's like, well, how else am I supposed to get in that <laughs> motherfucker? <laughs> I knew what she said, but what she actually yeah, asked the way was, it was <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but how like, else uh, am I supposed to get in that <laughs> motherfucker? <laughs> that is a gold. <laughs> okay. Okay, um, continue, the last Barbara, one continue. is, so the last one is, is wild for a lot of people that I, I'm actually friends with. My last one is quality time. And I think, again, it has to, it has um, a deep root, it's deeply rooted in the fact that I'm not so empathetic naturally. So quality time isn't just um, spending time with people like how we are right now. Yeah. Um, people who have high quality time, love language, um, feel hurt when, when I, you know, am on my phone while we're having our mm. quality time or if my eyes start darting my <laughs> if my eyes start darting off in the middle of our you know interaction speaking yeah. i noticed that that's my biggest i can say I that yeah that. like yeah. engagement like yeah. being engaged when we're together that time is good time yeah so my quality time is the lowest is out of three i had almost everyone so this al- is like meaningless to yeah you. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> jordy you saw how i was leaning into I'm that yeah that man <laughs> Jordan's been waiting to drop that. He's like, quality time, huh? <laughs> yeah, ahead, and okay, so I have one of my teams um, because we're I'm, I'm like close. This is one of my OG teams, the teams I started with when my with my new job, and so they're they're comfortable with taking any test that I I um, encourage them to take. And so almost every individual, maybe six individuals on that team, either their top or their second most is quality time. Mm. And I was like, ooh, I got my work cut out for me as a scrum yeah. master to this team because when they're ready to give me feedback and I start asking them why they I want them to take me seriously so I really have to eye contact on point phone gone I don't know like I need to give them that attention because naturally I don't and if I but if I don't do that they won't feel like I care enough about them but it's the hardest thing for me because for me I'm like oh if so one of my exes was high quality time and for me it's just like I'm gonna go here. If you, if you don't want to roll, it's cool. But if you want to come, come. Yeah. If not, I'm still gonna go. <laughs> like, and it for them, it's just like, but we're together, and yeah. I need this time with you. And like, how else? Almost all my relationships are long distance because I'm capable of 
like being all right yeah, <laughs> without yeah. that quality time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so it's just like I don't, I don't get it. I don't get why we're sitting cuddling on the couch when there's like a Ferris wheel I want to get on down at the pier. Like, because it's fun, okay, <laughs> Barb. Like, Us quality time people need that because <laughs> it's, it's fun. Yeah. So, so it's just I think a lot of people's number one is quality time. And I'm just not there. Yeah, but I think it's cool that you're conscious of yeah. all the love languages. Uh, and um, you're willing to, once you know someone's love language, you're willing mm-hmm. to kind of meet them there. You yeah. have to. Yeah. yeah. If you want to be in a successful relationship. Yeah. Because you're not guaranteed to be. It's nice when someone is similar. But I think that's pretty unrealistic to just expect your partner to be the exact same as you. Definitely. Right. Like but I think it's cool to highlight uh, that you're willing to find that out. And willing to try and reach that successful yeah. point and be like, okay, I want this to work as best as it can. Yep. I need you to tell me or I need to figure out. That's why I've been asking you like Mike to give me back rubs, but he won't. <laughs> Maybe he's not That's... big on physical touch anymore. <laughs> oh, I am big on physical touch. It's just oh. that Jordan won't cuddle with me. <laughs> so I'm not going to love him how he needs to be loved. What's up time, Jordan? Dang. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we'll work on it. We'll work on it. You stopped cuddling me a long time ago, and that's been a problem. Oh, <laughs> We're just growing apart, bro. We're Dang. just growing yeah, so now everyone listening knows me as well as they could because I pretty much shared all my personality type yeah. results. And well, there you go. So yeah. hit up Barb. <laughs> so just know, get her a gift. She, she's not going to be empathetic, though. I'm going to tell you what. Yeah, yeah. yeah just, just let's, let, let's be real. There are people like that in the world. So. No, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. All yeah. types of people. I like learning about different types of people. I think that's why <clears throat> that's a motivating factor of me to kind of be fearless and not care because I want to get to know who you are and, and maybe I'll be surprised and be like, oh, whoa, you're a different kind of breed. Not necessarily some someone weird, but just someone I haven't encountered yet. Yeah. You know? I always cool. think it's interesting. I remember when Mike was getting ready to buy his car and he's just like doing all this. He was really drilling home like everything he needs to take into consideration before being comfortable with buying a car. Yeah. Me? I want a car. Oh, it's bought. Like, that's it. <laughs> like, wow. it's like, I don't know how I was. Like, I my car. I was like, like, yes. Zero. So, so get like that's zero idea <laughs> of consequence. Like yeah. I'm. Well, so so someone was like, oh, I, well, either yeah. you or Caleb were like, how do you? How are you a forward thinker um, when you don't even think about consequence or you have little consideration for things? Yeah. Like, well, when I think about this thing I want in the future, I just think about using it. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm thinking mm-hmm. about driving the car, mm-hmm. pumping gas and enjoying it, parking in a garage yeah. and stuff. But someone like Mike is thinking about how much it costs, where to park it, if there's a place to park it, the payments each month and all this stuff, it's other stuff. Yeah. I What? I don't care. I just want to call it. Because for as much as I throw caution to the wind at times, when it comes to certain things like that, I think it's just because it's it's gonna stay with me for a long time so i really need to think it through when it's other stuff like let's go to san diego at 12 a.m it's i'm like cool let's do it Mm -hmm. you know but for that yeah i totally i I do it everything though i'm like i don't care (laughs) thinking about everything like well what about about this what about that what about that i was praying about it i was asking for advice and all this stuff um so it's it's weird like different areas i'm like yes and then different areas i'm like i don't care the moment i got bored of temecula I moved to LA, broke my lease in a way that was just like, okay, wow. <laughs> yeah, she just left. I was like, what? You live in LA? All, all, all of a sudden, I was just like, I want to live here. I want to live in LA. Bye. Like, I don't, no thoughts about what. Yeah, what I comes admire from that, that about you because you've lived in cool areas like SD. Yeah. You've lived in SD with some cool people and some crazy people too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, I won't say it's the best because when I moved to LA, I moved to East LA and I had 
a tough time that first year. But I didn't think about the consequence. Mm-hmm. Little consideration. I didn't mm-hmm. care. What I cared about was the fact that I wanted to go to L.A. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's the that's the extent of yeah. my research or investigation or thought process. Yeah. If you uh, feel like you're going to make a jump like that again, are there things you consider now to kind of like wrap this up? Like, no, I, I know you as a friend and I would say in that area, you're pretty impulsive. Yes, I'm like, Dang, Barbara just moved to L.A. overnight. Yeah, I am naturally impulsive. Um, and I will say, no, there's nothing that I do to change that because it, it is my um, my mental wiring as provided by God. And mm-hmm. so what happens, the reason why, again, to circle back full circle, I'm a scrum master and I'm so successful. Again, the, it comes from this idea of being agile to yeah. adapt to change quickly. Yeah. That is my strength. Yeah, that makes sense. So I don't want to I don't want to test that challenge that or go, steer away from that. Um, because yes, I end up sometimes, um, I guess the term is eating my foot, right? Putting what, your foot in your mouth? Yeah. Something like that. Like where like when you, your word, like your mouth gets you in yeah. trouble kind of thing. Like, like yeah. digesting your foot. I don't know. I'm pretty much trying to say <laughs> like boiling your foot. What's a, what's I'm, the term? I'm not, I'm pretty much trying to say like when I, when I realize I've put myself in a place that makes me have to, um, like reassess the situation. Mm-hmm. I just have to, like, I have to be on my toes about it. I, I am not really, I'm not naturally capable of doing all the thinking that needs to happen beforehand. Mm. And if I try to, I try to, that's me going to the perfectionist and it's stressful. You and know, I'll, and I'll lay it down. I'm like, Bob, you're not thinking about this. Look at yeah. X, Y, Z. Yeah. And so I, sometimes I do it the most consult others, but it's stressful for me to think about it. So detailed and I be a perfectionist that. because naturally I just want to go for it. And then what I'll cross that bridge when I get there and yeah. I'm agile enough. I'm able to adapt to change quick enough to not sit in the um, unfortunate consequence too long. Mm-hmm. I would attribute your well-roundedness to your willingness to kind of just do something like you moved to LA, you did it. Yeah. You said probably like almost like on a whim, <laughs> like you're like, I want to go over here and you did it. But, uh, that helped you grow, you yeah. know, because granted you didn't think about it. You thought about it a lot, whatever you still did it. And you're like, I'm going to put myself in this situation and figure it out. Yeah. And that just grows you as a person immensely. So that's really cool. Yeah. You're really well-rounded. Remember that, that beanie hat I told you about? <laughs> the little fluffy ball yeah, on the, top? Yeah, the fluffy ball on mm-hmm. top. Like, I wear so many hats because I just I just go find a new thing to, to get my hands in. I used to have a problem with not being the uh, a master of one thing, like a specialist or mm-hmm. a, a, you know professional in something. I was always the rookie. just did well at whatever I picked up on. But I have been able to accept the fact that it, it's it can also be a strength yeah you know mm-hmm. so uh i invite you guys to continue to learn about yourselves and others because <laughs> it's just awesome yeah and uh yeah heck yeah well i think this wraps it up barbara thank you for coming on the show thanks for having me blank with friends it's been a blast what's my blank um why <laughs> yes yeah or personality something <laughs> yeah why personality (laughs) (laughs) or why not uh yeah barb thanks for coming on this has been blank with friends guys i'm mike i'm jordan i'm barb peace and blessings see you next time guys love you